0: Thank you for listening to this message, brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Visually can see it'll, it'll make more of an impact, this message to you today. So anyways, welcome back, or no, a minute. I'm back, okay. Uh, I told this group in Sunday school, I don't have enough time, obviously, to go through all the things that I've been through, but I can tell you this, I walked 51 miles. All right, 51 miles, and they are not level walking. It's up and down. That's all Israel is that whole way. The whole state is a way of Israel. It's walking up and down things. It's um, a lot of stairs, and, uh, but anyways, I made it, I praise the Lord that I made it, because I was worried about that with my feet. And my body being in the shape it's in right now, but I uh, had a lot of young guys there help me along and encouraging me, you know, like, come on, Pastor, you can make it, you know, that type of thing. And, and I did get through it. So I, I prayed for you over there. I want you to know that at the Wailing Wall, I uh, put uh, the church name, some particular names that I know are dealing with certain things, like Ryan, uh, and uh, put it on that, a little slip of paper, folded up, put it into the crevice at the Wailing Wall. I walked to the wall with a Jewish man, arm in arm. Uh, we went to the wall together. Um, now, I want you to know this. That, that little piece of paper, I did not know this before. Uh, later, now, what that is is the foundation of the Temple Mount. That's what it is. The wall's exposed there. So these are the actual stones of Solomon. So what happens is they, when those, you know, millions of people go to Israel every year at the Wailing Wall, so what happens at that Wailing Wall is them cracks get so They just fall on the ground. Well what they do is every so many days they pick them all up. Now this blessed my heart. I did not know this. Our Jewish guy told us. They, they do not want to disrespect those prayers. So they put them in a little bag. They seal it up and they bury it at the Mount of Olives. So Lighthouse Baptist Church is buried and will be buried in the Mount of Olives. Um, not that that's anything special. I mean, What I mean is, is God is here with us and Uh, We don't have to do something uh, of that nature in order to uh, know that He sees us or hears us. But it is something special just to know that in the country of Israel, where we'll all be one day, uh, we're all coming back to that place. Uh, Your names are there. So we just praise the Lord for that. But today is, and I've had several messages lined up for these days ahead, but I said I better take a break here because it is the Right to Life Sunday today. And I want to give you Molly's story. In fact, Molly's, uh, I call it Molly's mission. So in Psalm 139, we're going to read from 13 through 18. And then I'm going to discuss a little bit about Molly and the message that she brought and how important it is for us to understand how it correlates with Jesus Christ. But in Psalm 139, and if you don't mind, if you can, I'd love you to stand when you read this, if you could. I can tell you this before you read it. There's, I've counseled a lot of teenagers through the years and, uh, who struggled with the body God gave them. And what I mean is they wish they were taller, wish they were shorter, wish they were prettier, uh, wish they were skinnier. I mean, all these things that they just struggle with as a teenager and doesn't understand that God made them just the way they are. Uh, this is the verses I take them to every time. Right before God created you, and I'll talk about this tonight if I have time before the meeting. He wrote a book about you. Before the foundations of the world, he wrote down how he was going to design, how going to make you. And then when you, when he conceived you into the womb, he it says he formed you in that womb. Right, and then you were born, and this is who you are. So everybody's unique. Everybody is by the hand of God before you were even put in the womb. Um, it was so important to him, he even wrote it down. You know what I'm saying? Listen to what he says here. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Remember, when he said that, they didn't have technology like we have ultrasounds today. So we can look into the womb a little bit today. He, he's saying I could, you couldn't see anything, but only God could see that. Well, we get to see it a little more now today. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God, How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. And when I awake, I'm still with thee. Oh, my Father. Probably one of the most famous scriptures in Bible, but one of the most heart-impacting messages that you've given us to understand the process of how you brought us into the world and how much you loved us, designed us, curiously wrought us in the womb and then brought us forth and yet today lord there's a great tragedy going on around the world we're robbing you of your children we're taking the life the mother's womb has become a tomb and lord i pray for the great advances we've made already this year of taking it and sending it back to the states but i do trust lord that somehow some way every state would be abortion free and it would spread around the world a lot of our problems lord you know that are because we have aborted those you've given us help us oh lord we're a needy people forgive us lord we repent and we turn to you we love you we thank you for thinking of us as much as you do and it's in jesus name we pray amen i'm going to start by giving you a little bit of what happened to me uh the night in particular I was uh, inundated with thoughts of giving the funeral message for my own granddaughter the day before she died, and that was now four years ago. And uh, knowing her chances of living after birth was not likely, according to the doctors. Uh, Here is what I told God in a motel room not far from here. Uh, When we got the news and my daughter was actually dying and things were going bad. They, uh, we, we took a motel room real close over here so we didn't have to drive all the way back west and then be there in the morning when they were going to induce labor uh, so my daughter Jay could have the baby because they wanted her to abort it. And she said I'm not going to do that even if it costs her own life. But she was willing to birth it and we, I praise the Lord for her strength and courage and all of that. this is what I said to God that night in the hotel room with my wife at about 2 o'clock in the morning I said I cannot do this funeral I said you will have to find someone else so I continued with the prayer Lord who do you want me to ask to give the message at the funeral I have many friends in ministry many pastors that could do a wonderful job I know plenty of good pastors who will do it but I want the one you want so let me know by morning and then I laid my head down and went to sleep Amazing, isn't it? How we're going to tell God what to do. I have only done this one time before, telling God what to do. It didn't work out well. But then came the miracle. Jesus woke me up and spoke to me. Now, it wasn't a mystical thing. It was through his word. Uh, In a dream, he just said, Psalm 139, you've preached it, you've counseled it, you've taught it, you've read it several times. You're going to give the message, and this is the scripture verses you're going to use. So he took me there. I know for the skeptics that maybe here are within the sounds of my voice, I know that that sounds a little crazy, but God literally gave me the following three points. You know, to comfort my heart and to give me strength to do this so that I could stand and preach my own granddaughter's message at her funeral at our church, and hopefully it will do the same for you. Um, just to be clear, uh, it was not God's audible voice. And you all know what I'm talking about. You know when God speaks to you. Um, there's a way the Spirit of God works in your heart that verifies and and illuminates what uh, what he's saying to you and it always coincides with the Word of God. He spoke to my heart from his written word. So with that said, here's why I believe my granddaughter Molly was sent from God and then brought home so quickly. And I pray that I can get through this. It's not a lengthy message but it is an emotional one for myself. when you hear some what we did in that one hour that we had with her before she went on to be with her Lord. And I hope these truths help to show you the importance of every baby that's in the womb. And I pray that you'd come back tonight if I have time. Do I have time tonight to preach, David, before the meeting, or is it all the meeting? Okay. I pray you come back, and, and I'll show you how God literally, start to finish, makes that, makes you. Makes that child in the womb, how it happens uh, from Scripture. I'll give it to you from Scripture. Uh, So, this is what, so I hope these help, help show you the importance of every baby in the womb no matter how they got there. Because there's a lot of critics out there talking about rape and all these other things. I'm going to share that with you in a minute. No matter how they live, no matter what deformities they have, if that's, they're not deformities, by the way, I use that word cautiously, what kind of health we're there in, we find them. Uh, when we find them when they come out of the womb, because we can't see into the womb. Here's number one. This is Molly's mission. So Molly's mission, ready? Was one of a kind. Do you know that all of you here are one of a kind? You're one of a kind. That's why I love people so much, because everybody I meet is so different from everybody else. Um, I hope they love me too, but um, I just love the way God has put personalities into people, uh, all by His hand. And then you get to learn from them. Some of them uh, I get along with, well, some of them maybe you don't because it's a little different than what you expect. But every soul God creates in the womb is one of a kind. And I don't want anybody to miss, miss that. Our Molly was a very sick little girl in the womb. But she was one of a kind. We could not have known that without bringing her into the world. It was, it was all of no fault of her own. It was of no fault of her parents. She faced a hurdle that most babies will never face. She had no chance to live. The doctors told us that because she had this disease called triploidy. Uh, Now, it happened right here, down here in Albany, in Albany Med, and they had never seen a baby born with triploidy uh, before 2019. Uh, So this was unique, at least the severity of what she had. And what that means is she had double chromosomes, right? Uh, she needed them, uh, that, that she needed, but that didn't diminish her value nor her importance to God, right? That's what made her, those double chromosomes, just, uh, she just wasn't able to live. Uh, so at, even some of the doctors at Albany Med said they had never seen this before. And My, my, ba- my daughter's doctor, uh, who has delivered babies for 35 years, said he had learned about it in med school but he had never seen a baby born that way and I can, I'm here to tell you even though she died it didn't surprise God now I want you to hear me cl- closely here it did not surprise God and her life was not without meaning this is why I tell her story her life will be a case study at Albany Men for many years to come and to help doctors better understand how to handle and help others who have babies like her. And I am convinced with all my heart her life will be used to save other lives. So, but the truth is, Molly was made that way by God for one purpose, and the one purpose is, it's just to glorify God. That was it. There was no other reason for making Molly. It was just to glorify God. Mile had no chance of survival aside from a miracle from God. Therefore, we know because God brought her into the world and did not perform a miracle for Mile to live, that Mile had only one purpose in coming, and that was just to glorify God. I was reminded of that with Lazarus when, when John 11, 4, when it says, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man might be glorified thereby. God clearly says in his word, He alone makes conception happened and many people today in this country do not accept this but the truth is every baby that God forms in the womb was formed by God and it was God's idea that that baby even entered into the womb so man can't take credit for that at all so before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee he said in Jeremiah 1 5 and before thou camest forth out of the womb I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God also says in his word, he alone molds the baby in the womb during gestation. So knowing these truths, we know that Molly was given us to point our eyes to God. Right? He knew I'd be given this message over and over and over again because every single baby is one of a kind. Gordon just came into the world. He's one of a kind. I am so excited about him coming in, but I'm also so excited about finding out his personality to see what kind of kid he's going to be. It's amazing, right, watching him grow. Molly now lives with Jesus completely whole and healed. Her life was just a vapor of love, but one vapor that filled our hearts with the glory of God, and I hope it fills your hearts too. She was given and taken for one purpose. She was one of a kind, just to glorify her creator. And her Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe with all my heart that every baby that's aborted was a martyr from God. I really do. I believe they came, they gave their life, and then they went back. Um, and and God is with them right now. I don't believe any of them are any other place than in the arms of Jesus. That's where I want all of you to be. Now, secondly, Molly's mission was to open our eyes. Molly encountered what very few babies encounter in all of history. Less than 1% of all babies born throughout history have this severest kind of triploidy. She was very special, and here's why. Molly got to do what very few triploidy babies get to do, and that was to live outside the womb. It was only for an hour, but very few get that chance. Because of a lot of different reasons, right? Right? Over 99% of these types of babies are either aborted, or they're miscarried, or they're stillborn. And she was birthed and lived for one hour. You know what she did? She opened our eyes to what was going on inside the womb at 21 weeks old. I sent that little baby around for you to look at to see what that, she wasn't much bigger than that. She was probably the size of my hand she had all her faculties she had that little nose that turns up that the Millers or that the Dingman kids all have that little nose, that little profile nose she had that she opened our eyes and I'm glad, I'm glad she did the truth is Molly came to show us how marvelous the work of God is inside that womb and I would have never known that unless I saw her she opened our eyes to see how precious life is inside that womb you know, we all, we all held my granddaughter that day. We passed her around. And uh, we prayed for her. I, um, just bear with me, because this has got to be told. I held her in my hands, and we lifted her up in the hospital room and gave her back to God For the first time in my life, the reality of what happens in the womb came to light. It's sacred. Human life is sacred. David referred to this time, his mother's womb, as the time of God's fashioning. David said it was a marvelous work, far too much for him to comprehend. God told Jeremiah, when I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. There was intimacy in that statement and a god-given purpose for every soul john the baptist leaped for joy do you understand that when mary walked in with jesus in her belly molly opened her eyes she gave us a peek inside the womb she reminded me of this illustration how did the silversmith know the silver was ready when he could see himself clearly in the mirror of the molten silver i'm here to tell you i know what david and jeremiah were talking about i saw the hands of god at work in the process i saw inside the womb for the very first time it wasn't no ultrasound i was actually holding the baby that he was in the process of making i could see myself there 67 years ago being molded by god myself when i held and looked at my 21 year old granddaughter my eyes were open she was fully formed living human being and she showed me what the term life is precious fully means. She's a beautiful little girl, and I can't wait to one day see her again with that little nose. She was just as God said she would be, fearfully and wonderfully made, and yes, marvelous in my eyes. She was a living soul with a beating heart whose body may have been limited, but whose soul was clearly inhibited. Inhib- I'm telling you, she was clearly She was God's creative genius, and she was also precious at just 21 weeks old. For the first time, I could see and feel the grace of God right in the face of what my flesh was saying was a tragedy. It was no tragedy. She was beautiful, she was a triumphant work of God. In fact, she was a masterpiece, and I want to tell you all you all are a masterpiece. I look at all your faces and your color of your eyes and the color of your hair, your personalities are just wonderful. And I think God allowed me to be a part of all this, to be a part of your lives. The womb is the divine incubator of God. I hope you understand it—that God creates and uses to do His greatest work. Molly's mission was one of kind. And she was given to open her eyes. Here's my last point. We're through. This one brought me to tears in that motel room in Albany that night. And still does every time I think about it or have to bear it or preach it or tell about it. Because it so correlates with Christ. Molly's mission was to offer herself there can be no other explanation. If he knew her before he created her through conception and construction, right, then she knew what she was doing. He somehow, she knew, right, and somehow, I don't know how all that works, it's beyond my my finite mind. It's just infinitely in the providential, sovereign care of God that she got there, got to come here, do her time and go back, she, and offer herself. This may be hard to understand for some, but it was, and it was for me at first, but I am here to tell you Molly came to save people, just like Jesus did. With the first one being her own mother. You know, I think about that. You know, They make Mary this, you know, this iconic saint, and yet Mary admitted that she was a sinner that needed a Savior. And it was her own child that saved her. My precious daughter, Jade, was on the verge of a severe stroke. And even death. The doctors came in, and there was a whole slew of them around the bed, and they just said, Jade, you're going to have to do something immediately, otherwise you're not even going to see Molly. Her blood pressure levels were life-threatening levels. In fact, I heard one of the nurses say, I've never seen him that high and not have a stroke. The doctors told us her capillaries and bra- Jade's brain was swelling, and it would be just a matter of minutes that she would have a stroke. I remember it so badly, look at my own daughter, and she was in so much pain and intensity that she needed constant heavy doses of morphine, which could harm the baby. We were also very scared, to say the least, but so was my daughter, she was willing to take her chances having had no idea what was wrong with molly she just knew something was wrong and the doctors knew also too and jade and her husband and chris and the doctors they got together they did the only thing they could do to save jade's life and maybe even save the baby's life it was to, was an attempt to have her birth that and that was the answer and she did she birthed molly into god's hands and then prayed for a miracle and we were on our knees for quite a while The birth was induced, and as a result, Molly came out and did what most little girls with tripoli never get to do. She held, uh, be held by her parents just for an hour. You know something, everybody? That was not only a miracle, that was the gift of God. I know it's kind of silent here because it's not an easy message to even hear. For For that hour that Molly was alive, she wasn't agitated she wasn't thrashing you could just barely see her chest go up and down as she was breathing and i knew at that moment she finished her course she had came to do what she what god had her come to do (laughs) i believe she knew it somehow in eternity no one ever convinced me otherwise with all the anxiety and fears I had, at that moment when her heart stopped, yes, my heart stopped, but my heart was also comforted. I knew just as I am standing here, she completed a mission, and she was okay. She was now back into her Creator's arms. Molly was at peace. She brought peace to all of us and also made her peace with God with her offering. Do you know that the nurse that day said, Molly was an angel, Chris and Jade named her Molly. I call her a miracle because she came to do what she was supposed to do. And I close with this. Every baby is a miracle. And somehow we let that get away from us. Somehow we let that get away from us to where Roe v. weighed. It came about and then all of a sudden it was legal to kill little kids in the womb. Every baby's. Molly completed her mission, right? She's one of kind, opened her eyes, offered her life to God. Now, listen carefully to what I'm about to say in the closing of this message. It's the most important part because Molly was a living illustration of what God did for us in sending Jesus Christ to save us. Molly ended up saving her own mother's life just as Jesus ended up saving his own mother's life. Molly had problems. We all have problems. Molly would have been a sinner. We're all sinners. Jesus was one of a kind. He was God in the flesh. Jesus came with a divine purpose. What was that? The first purpose was to glorify His Father in heaven. Jesus came at the perfect time, in the fullness of time, right? Although His life was short, His promise was not short for us. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law... To redeem them that were under the law, that's us. That we might receive the adoptions of sons. If you're born again, you've been adopted into his family. If there's anyone here not born again, today is the day to settle this issue, I'm telling you. Simply turn from your sins and your unbelief and turn to him and cry out to him and tell him that you need him as your Savior. Jesus came to open our eyes to the truth. He came to open our eyes to what, who God was. That many are blinded and, and won't accept Him by faith and will one day regret it for all of eternity. That's what Jesus came to show us. We may not be able to see Him, but we need Him. I needed Him that night. My daughter needed Him that night. He was there. There are going to be times in your life you're going to need Him. He has to be available. And He says He promised that He'll not forsake thee. He'll always be available to you. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all fall short of what qualifies us to see God. Without Jesus Christ, we're doomed because we're all sinners. We've all sinned against him. In some way, you could say we all have triploidy. We all have things that are wrong with us that that need to be fixed by Jesus Christ. There's no hope for us. There's no hope for getting into heaven without a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father by, by me. There's no way. Do you understand that? There is no way even to approach God on our own merit. Because our righteousness is nothing more than filthy rice compared to his righteousness. Without the righteousness of Jesus Christ, we have nothing to offer. Nothing. Every time I share her story, someone hears about the love of God and the truth of Jesus Christ. That's what Molly's life was meant to do. It's what we who are born again's lives are meant to do, is to lift up Jesus Christ. Amen? But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. You know, God loves you and He gave His life to save you from your sin and to give you eternal life in a place made by Him with a place right beside Him for all of eternity. Do you realize Molly's life was just a vapor? But do you realize in the context of eternity, Jesus' life was only a vapor? One of the things about the trip that I realized is that it was, all that just was compacted into three years, the Bible. And some of those things, like most of John, was compacted into just a couple days. That's all we had of him. He, promised, he promises place, a place beside him to them who receive him. He will do that for anyone who will repent of their sins and receive him as Savior and just accept him and the gift of salvation. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There might be someone within my voice right now that hasn't called. They know it. They've heard it. I can't tell you how many times preaching, I've preached a message about salvation. I remember one time years ago, I, 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 I must, this, this man must have heard it a thousand times in our church at, at, one, set, uh, at one time or another. And, I, and it, was a, it was a snowy day and there was only four people that showed up and he was one of them. And I said, there's no sense in giving the gospel right now because he was claiming to be saved. And God pressed, give it. And I did to four people. Do you know that that man raised his hand, came forward to the altar and got saved? Now he's in eternity. I now know this for sure. Every baby aborted in the womb had a mission. That mission was to glorify God. Molly's mission was not aborted or denied. She, by the grace of God, was able to complete it. I plead with you with all my heart, do whatever you can to stop this barbaric stuff that's happening in our nation right now. I really believe all my heart that's, most of the problem is based behind these things. So here's my appeal to all of you today. Molly's message is simple. Believe the God who created her. His name is Jesus Christ. Put your faith in Him to carry you through this life and on to the next life. If you're not sure you're saved from the penalty of your sin, now is the time to give yourself. What better time than right now? What is it today? I think it's January 22nd, isn't it? January 22nd. You could say to somebody, "That's the day I gave my life to Christ." I remember at March 26, 2019, at 7:45, Molly gave herself to Christ. At 8:30, we held her up and dedicated her. At 8:45, her heart stopped. I got these all marked down. She'd like to meet you in heaven, everybody. All it takes is a decision. Let's bow our heads. This man in your pulpit right now is named Wade of all names. And I'm telling you with my heart, this Wade will fight for the rose out there and everyone who supports the killing of unborn babies for any reason I'm going to fight. And with every ounce of strength I have to the day that he takes me home like he took Molly. In Israel, at the garden tomb site, this preacher got to see inside the tomb. Because of Molly, I got to see inside the womb. Trust on Jesus. Do it today. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. If you're thinking about, if there's anybody within my voice who's thinking about having an abortion or has had an abortion, let me just tell you there is forgiveness in Christ. Your womb is the divine incubator God created, uses you to do His greatest work. Mom, you are blessed to be a part of His plan. Don't listen to the world. You know, I beg you to reconsider, call out to Jesus. I promise you, He will not let you down. In fact, if I had the same thing, I bet he would use that baby to bless you and to heal you from however or whatever happened that brought you to this point that you're thinking about abortion. You know the Bible says this I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live the truth is This baby was never a mistake. It's not an inconvenience. It's by the hand of God. I'll let Mike take it from here. If you don't know Jesus Christ, please give your life to Christ today. We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC's Schenectady. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org the gospel.